focusing on an emerging generation of kings. people have done those assignments. The assignment from two weeks ago was write out the patterns in your country, your father's house, and your family. Who remembers that assignment? Raise your hand if you remember right now. If you don't remember, that's a big issue. That's a big yam. It might be a pounded issue. It's pounded yam. Raise your right hand. Okay. Only five people so that means that if I if I preach that message again, it's still valid. Because see, the goal of revelation is transformation. The goal of revelation is not to fill your notes or mark register or pastime. So that means that every word has an assignment. Why are you all so quiet? Is it not true? Is it not true? Let's have a quiet service. not true so every message has an assignment the word of the Lord does not come to you to keep you where you are it doesn't it comes to you to lift you to take you to move you and you honoring that assignment is a response of faith you know many times we have um, mystified faith we think faith is fog or a feeling or essential no faith is the response of obedience to an instruction from God faith is a response Right? It's not just a fuzzy thing. So raise your right hand if you did that assignment. They did it. Uh, more people are raising their hands that did than those that remembered. Okay, you did the assignment. I'm going to call two people, Mr. Lucia and Kenneth, come and share what you did with us because, you know, teaching has to be practical, y'all. Just can't be getting hyped up and gassed up. Look at your neighbor. Say this service. Look at your neighbor. Say this service is not a carbonated drink. It's not here to gas you up. So for the patterns, um, I actually focused more on my family because the one for Nigeria is I mean it's <laughs> and so um, what I did was that um, because of my closest, the closeness to my father, I've been um, privy to some information about you know what has been and what he, he has been through. So I've noticed some setbacks, like if things will be going on a tra- trajectory, mm. suddenly there will be a stop. Mm. Then it continues again, and there will be a stop. And so it happened not just in his life, also happened in his older brother's life. And also um, other people that I that I can point to, I can't even tell how we are related, but I know that we are related. But it's the same family, mm-hmm. and I've seen this the same pattern, and I know that you know if I'm not careful, I'm also going to be having you know the trend. And yeah. what I did was I, I mean I stayed in the place of prayer, letting God know that this is what I can see. Mm-hmm. I'm not be able to know so much or why these things yeah. are happening. But God, this is what I can see, and this is what I've seen. Know that it takes God to even help me to see it. Yes. That, you know, this is the end Amen. Like Alright, beautiful. That's great. At least you've identified Goliath. So now we need to get the stones and the sling to bring it down. 
Sister Kenneth Kai, whose birthday was on Thursday. You want to preach a message? I say, I try to suggest that Mr. Lisha was. I'm joking, oh. Maybe the logic is, but I have two microphones and I'll preach in half the time. Because, you're right, I get it. Alright, let's celebrate Kenneth. Please, can we celebrate it as if we have riches and wealth? It's important. When you have a message, apply. Apply it. And part of application is you're going to review it. You're going to find what's the word of the Lord to me in this word. What should I do? And and if you're pastoring, your prophet says, do this. You see, Africa is a very interesting, and I'll talk about it today and next week. We're so interesting because, see, if I had said to you, if you want to break the backbone of poverty, bring me a state. 100,000 naira. Do you know that more people would have brought that seed than the people... That did the assignment. Are you, are you aware? No shelter. Do you know? Yes. Do you know that one or two people might have borrowed money to honor? Are you seeing what I'm saying? So, if those of us who are doing our best to work theology from a clean and clear, holistic place, if we give you an assignment, can you please do it? I'm not saying sowing seeds is bad, though. Listen to the first service message. But I've told you where it is in the equation. Are you getting that? Do the assignment. Do the work. Don't be like Naaman, right? Naaman said, oh, I thought the prophet is going to come and wave his hand all over the place. Remember Naaman? He had the, the leprous issue and the king said, I mean, the prophet said, just go and bath in the river seven times. Some of you, your prosperity is connected to reviewing your accounts for the last six months. And that's going to be one of the assignments I will give you as we go along in this series. Print out your account statement. This money, where is it going? Say there's no money. It's not true. There's money somewhere. Is 30k money? Yes, to the wise it is money. Because the wise can turn 30k into 30 million. The careless, the ignorant, the poor will see 30k and despise it. All right. 
maybe the reason this uh, service is this quiet is, is actually because a funeral service. It's a funeral service for poverty. So you ought to shout with joy. I love those who are shouting. I love everybody. But I like the fact that people are shouting. <laughs> right? It's a time where we just immerse ourselves in prayer and the word and worship and fellowship and communion is going to be really intense. Many of us have been through a lot in the first quarter. You need times of refreshing. So please put it on your schedule and your calendar. Um, is Friday a public holiday? Friday is a public holiday, so you have no excuses. Don't go to a park. Go, don't go to Undubisi International. What's that park? That, that flag place. Hey, people now go and take picture. So I may not be in the abroad, but God has given me a broad place. Come to this place. Right? Worship. Fellowship. Engage God. Amen. It's the look for me. Oh, she has a nice smile. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate God for a nice smile. This is, you know, sometimes just let's celebrate God for the seemingly. Can we no, just glorify God for a nice smile? That's some of you. Don't let me talk. I thought you celebrate God for someone's nice smile. <laughs> You're not celebrating it. All right. So um, please show up and, and let's have a great time. Uh, I want to acknowledge. Is mommy a deaconess? She's a deaconess, right? She's a deaconess. She's a pastor. Pastor Mrs. Adewodo, one of our mothers in the house. Can we celebrate? Celebrate mommy. Thank you so much for spending your first Sunday as a 70-year-old, young, strong, vibrant, evergreen woman. We love and honor you. Thank you for blessing us with your prayers. Thank you for blessing us with Jadi. She has been an asset to us. We're so grateful. Thank you so much, my God. Increase you. God multiply you. God keep you for many decades. In January, we had a series called Leave. We'll talk about being fresh and flourishing. You already typified that. May you spend another two, three, four decades if you desire with strength and health, seeing the manifestation of all that God has revealed to you. You will not weep over your children. You will rejoice because of your children. And the Lord will fulfill his word concerning you. In Jesus' name of prayed. Amen. At 70, you guys will be wearing heels like mommy. Come on, everybody. Practice that, ladies. Practice your 85 now. Come on, people. You see, that's the thing. An instruction. An instruction. Instruction. Can, can you practice? At, at 85, we're looking cool like Babs. Hallelujah. At 85, I still be jumping. Ole, ole, ole. 
jumping. Who said it's not possible? When your dad is the ancient of days. How mighty you are still a child. And children run and jump and dance. Job 36. Let's jump to Job. 36. 5 to 12. I'll read alone for time's sake. Behold, God is mighty but despises no one. So mightiness is not licensed to despising people. Wealth is not licensed to mocking poor people. Spiritual insight is not licensed to abusing people who are still trying to figure out their theology in certain areas. He is mighty in strength. Africans love this one. All of Africans hate this one. So we like strength. We like dramatic displays. Dramatic. Everybody raise your hand. Receive power. The God was in the house. Uh -uh. Where was he before? In the BQ. On the street. When a teacher who's a gentle teacher is teaching in low tones and is teaching truth, God is still in the house. When someone who's like me, I don't even use a lectern, which is a problem for some people. Like, is, are you, is it really a church? You people don't preach in your church, you do talks. So where is the poopy? How come I've looked at your picture, you don't have lectern? Please, can you show me the one Jesus used? And make sure it was made of glass. <laughs> With the logo, Jesus International Ministries, Jim. was wood. The time was steel, aluminum. You remember alumaco? Glass. Then you see through the glass with bell inside. Esami, esami, pastor. Those things change. Those things are not the real thing. They are vehicles. They are vessels. The real thing is, is the word of life there. Is the spirit of God there? And how do you know the word of life? The power, the presence of God and the character, the fruit of the spirit. So a lot of people have end up in places where there's dramatic display but no love. No joy. No peace. No patience. He said, he is mighty in strength of understanding. Somebody say, I am like my father. I am mighty. In the strength of understanding. He does not preserve the life of the wicked. But gives justice to the oppressed. I don't want to unpack that. It's going to take me 15 minutes. He does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous. I spoke about this in the first service. But they are on the throne with kings. So the default setting of God. The preferred status of the believer with God. Is that he's in a place of rulership, authority, dominion, capacity and power. Where he is given divine judgment. On the throne with kings. For he has seated them forever. They are seated forever in Christ. And as they walk in the progressive manifestation of their Christ identity in the earth, they begin to find their God-ordained spheres and spaces where they can disseminate the agenda of God. However, there is a problem. Even though they are exalted, guess what? There is an if there. What is the if there? It says, and if they are bound in fetters. In other words, it does not always have to happen. 
So they can be righteous and bound. If they are bound, and by this bondage, I'm not talking about the bondage of sin here or the bondage of judgment. I'm saying the restriction of your environment. The space in which you function where it feels like there are fetters around you. If they are bound in fetters, held in cords of affliction, where they are trying to break out of a certain level or manifest the wisdom of God on a certain scale, but it looks like it's not working. It looks like every time they try to advance, they go back. Something pushes them back. If that happens, what does he do? Then he tells them their work and their transgressions. Another one says iniquity. That they, that they have acted defiantly. In other words, they are going against the principle and the pattern of God, even though they are righteous. However, God has a commitment where he says that God resists the proud. Isn't that so? Can a righteous person be proud? Yes. That's why there's a fruit called humility or meekness. Which means that you can be righteous and proud. If you are righteous but proud, will you still face divine opposition? Will you face divine opposition? It's not a trick question. If you are righteous but you are proud, will you face divine opposition? God does not change his character because of his children. He changes his children because of his character. So there are many believers that are binding a demon, but it's actually God that is holding them down. God will hold you in that place till you sift through your life and it begins to accommodate the predetermined counsel of God. In fact, it's because of the mercy of God that he stops you from certain things. God can limit your progress because of his mercy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'll be like a Nigerian party. Be like... Now, who loves the student more? The teacher who graduates students who's failing? Or the one that says you have to write the exams again? The right exams again. Because if I graduate you before your time, you're going to be a murderous doctor. I will cater to your sentiments, but I will destroy a life. Many believers don't like this. And many times we use all kinds of labels around it. You say, oh, I'm a New Testament believer. I'm a Christopolitan. I'm Christocentric. Please don't be Christocentric. By trying to create a, a counter theology that does not find holistic immersion in the whole counsel of God's word. You cannot shortchange it. You can boycott certain things. Jesus had wilderness years. When I say wilderness years, he was tempted. You know, some people be like, I'm so full of Christ, I can't be tempted. No, you're full of pride. And you, not only are you tempted, you already fall into a temptation. A fornication means nothing to me. It's a flesh wound. It's a flesh sin. The sin of the flesh does not affect me. It's just something I do in my body. He tells them their work and their transgressions that they have acted defiantly. Keep going. He also opens their ear to instruction. And commands that they turn from inequality. Which means 
Not in one aspect of life they have a hundred percent. In the other aspect they have thirty percent. That's unequal. Or that they profess God in public, but in private, the profess self is unequal. Are you following this? Next verse. If they obey and serve him, read this one. What does it say now? Shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Let's go to Psalm 35, verse 27. I read alone for time's sake. For let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. In the first service, I dealt with the romantic ties that many believers have with both materialism and poverty. And I spoke about faulty theologies. And if you didn't listen to that, please go and listen to it because it doesn't matter that you deal with the tools and the templates of dealing with poverty. If your theology is misguided, whether you are rich or poor, you will still be wrong. If your theology is wrong. If your theology of money, of poverty, of wealth, and all those things are wrong. So look at that. Alright, in the service, I want to talk more. I want to start off with some statistics about poverty. And also, I want to speak about the causes of poverty. And this will help you because for some of us, our poverty or the manifestations of poverty around us, they are contextual. In other words, it's not just subject to personal decisions or personal will. Like, if I pray more or if I work harder, you need to have strength of understanding. Otherwise, you will waste your strength for lack of understanding. You will work harder and have less. You will pray longer and have less. In fact, you might you, you might honor some good prophets, great prophets, and grace floating around your head, but you don't know the divine templates and blueprints to be able to allow that grace manifest into material supply through instruction or through um, timing or seasonal application. And for many many people, they won't just sow into good prophets; they will be abused by false prophets. Story of many people in, in Nigeria, exploitative people. Then I'll tell you God's disposition and response to poverty and all whatnot. Take now a couple of statistics. Do you know that half of the world live with a household income of less than two point five dollars per day? That's about two thousand naira. So about half of the world live on about two thousand naira per day. Nearly ten percent of the world's population live in extreme poverty that's like they don't have resources they have to really depend on people 70% of the world's poorest people where do they live oh you gave us the stats earlier so help us they live in Africa incidentally arguably 70% of more or more of the natural resources of the world where is it in Africa this what is happening to Africa uh, physically is also a reflection of what's happening to Africa spiritually. So you have 70% of the world's believers, but little manifestation of the character of the person you claim you believe in. You have gifts of the spirit, but when you go for people's birthday, you can't even give them gifts of the body. When was the last time you took a birthday gift to somebody? Without somebody suggesting it. Are you here somebody? 
So you have the tourmaline, you have the bauxite, you have uh, emeralds, you have jasper, you have, uh, give me the, those precious resources. Bauxite, much of what you use, much of the cobalt they use in making your phones comes from Central African Republic and the Congo. Yet there are people dying of starvation, literally. You've seen the movie Blood Diamonds. Even much of the mines of Africa are exploited through a handshake of selfish and greedy leaders in Africa and exploited through people in the West. And there's this highway of exploitation where a few people are resource and majority of people are struggling. Look at somebody say something must change. Some of you didn't even say it. Look at somebody say something must change. Now say to that person, I will change something. So you have oil and gas. I mean, those of you from the Niger Delta, you've been to some of those settlements. Oil is oozing from the place. But the fishermen are so desperate. And you begin to wonder, what is the solution? Amnesty, right? Been doing amnesty for years and years. How has that transformed the realities of that space? Which means that the cure to poverty is not just the deployment of resources. There are deeper issues. This is the reason the fact that you pray to God and you got a 10 million naira deal does not mean you will not be poor next year. God blesses you before he blesses the work of your hands. Because the blessing you are is what determines how blessed you will be with the blessings of the work of your hands. Your mind has a way of recalibrating the resources around you. So if you throw a hundred million naira to a one million naira mind, he will spend his way back to one million. If you give a million naira to a hundred million naira mind, he will invest his way, might even feel his way, experiment his way, partner his way, sow his way, strategically iterate his way to a hundred million. Are you getting this, somebody? So poverty is more than the absence of resources. It's more than, oh God, I'm praying, give me money. God can give you money and you're so poor. Oh, come on, somebody give me a witness. This quietness to me, I don't like it, though you should know by now. Even if you are quietly thinking about your future, write it down. I will be quiet at home to reflect. You know, different people have different personalities. I mean, God moves with quiet anointing. Me, I like to put some noise. He moves with loud anointing as well. All right? I know you're thinking, but as you're thinking, also be responding. So what it means is being born in Africa already increases your exposure to poverty. Just by birth. You are more accustomed to gutter water. <laughs> my wife, my wife had a friend in the UK. It was like Jennifer or Josephine or something. My wife had a friend in a place where she worked in the UK. Um, and I don't know whether it was after we had left but whilst we were there, you were there. So my wife spoke about how she had malaria. Jennifer was like, malaria? 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 Oh my gosh. How did they survive? I'm like, eh? Malaria there. Where's your gutter? There ain't none. 
are wild animals to them. Like some of you, they are your prayer partners. But they are some Jason. Ta, 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 ta. They, are like they are your partners. Like you, you can't even like you can't survive a night without being beaten by mosquitoes. In fact, right now, you're not afraid of mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are afraid of you. Don't waste your bite, don't waste your bite. Her blood has become anti-malarial. But she's remembering strong emotion. Malaria is so alien to them. So alien. Now, people think that malaria is normal. It's not normal. Look at your neighbor. Say some things you are expressing. They are not normal. Every morning, you bring in tummy and egg. As your default breakfast. You think it's normal. But you now say, I inspired this fast. You know, like in the merch. It's the face of life. It's the face of life. But some of you, you carry campus feeding etiquette to real life. Say, have you tried this? I told you, bread and egg bar. Risky burger. Are you following this now? So you think it's normal. You think it's normal. Some of you are technically living a fasted life, only that you're not fasting unto God. You are fasting based on the economic reality. Breakfast has been knocked out. You don't even say, what's break? What? Poverty. Are you following this now? So the fact that it's usual does not mean it's normal. The fact that it's common does not mean it's normal. And many of us grew up in harsh environments. Our parents tried. They put in the work and the struggle. But how many of you know that between the 1980s and 1990, the economy changed it for them? SAP. You know, SAP was what the parents faced. Now, in Nigeria, there's ah, SAP. following this now. So it's not normal. Almost every young person I know has to either pray, beg, or borrow to parents. Including those who are in Lekki. There are people in Lekki rent is 4.5 million, 5 million, 6 million and they drive nice cars but every rent is a prayer point. Because poverty can also rebrand. Send the first line, say it again. If you don't understand poverty, you will sit here looking wretched, not you. You will sit here looking despicable and run away from it. And here you will embrace it just because it's wearing a three-piece suit. And feel our shoes. Okay, Jesus. So see that now. 79% of the worldwide population live in rural areas. So if you're in Lagos, you have a head start. It's just that you want to ensure that your head really starts. The poverty threshold for families, for a family of four in the United States is just over 26 thousand a year. Now, do you know what that is in Nigeria? That's a million naira per month. 
average of a million naira per month. That means that in Nigeria, if some if a household has a million naira in Nigeria, are they sort of okay? They're sort of okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that so? Sort of okay. But that's a poor person compared to the American standards. This is the reason one of my assignments I've said over and over is I want to make a millionaire so small to many of to as many as want it. You know, because this message is a choice-based message. It's not salvation. You don't have to accept it. It said you must be born again. It said you must be rich. <laughs> salvation is the only compulsory thing. You can be saved and poor. Your choice. Or sometimes in minute cases, environmental, climatic. I'll show you all of that shortly. Conditions. But that's minute. That's the exception. According to the World Bank. Okay, I've said this one. So let's look at the 10 top causes of global poverty. Let's look at it. This according to research data. You can check it online. You're going to come up with this 10. Some might give you 5 or 7 or 15 or, or what not. But these are the 10 reasons for global poverty. So how many of you can see spirits of poverty on the list? Lord, in the name of Jesus, every spirit of poverty. In fact, some people even dualize the spirits. Every spirit of poverty, every whiskeys of poverty, every beer of poverty, every burukutu. Does it mean that there are no spirits that hide under it or instigate it or systemize it? There are. Because spirits work in concert. There's a connection between poverty and crime. So they've noticed that in places where there's a lot of poverty, there's a lot of crime. So the criminal spirits collaborate with poor spirits to fast track their work. Are you following this? If you can't speak, just clap. If you can't clap, do like this. If you can't do like this. I'm a sound guy, you know. That's where all the songs and things come. I'm a sound, sound, but sound. I have a sound wife. And that's why we are God speakers. So we can monitor your spiritual progress. Is there a DJ who can switch it? I'm on key. That's because I like to put things in black or white. I can continue, but this is not the gospel. Let's focus on the word. These are the 10 things. I wanted to please observe this globally. These things are the cause of poverty. But how many of you know that they are also the results of poverty? So there's a vicious cycle. You remember your economics? Who wants to give us that vicious cycle of poverty? Media, get it first and put it on the screen. Not now, but get the cycle. This is literally a cycle. So lack of good jobs or job growth. Lack of good education. Warfare and conflict. Not conflict, so. Weather, climatic change. Now, how does that work? We already know lack of good jobs, right? The job you get, you work determines or cap. There's an industry cap or limit, right? Whatever your craft is, like haircuts. There's no way they are going to cut your head so much you pay them 10 million. That's head cuts. 
Okay, they, they, they understand. So if you choose to be a barber, you've already chosen a bandwidth. Now, if you become a celebrity barber, then the income levels uh, may change. So it might pay you 5K or 10K or 20K, occasional $100 from their pocket that they remember. But that is not at the beck and call of your decision. Every job you have chosen has a bandwidth. So you're either at the lower end of it or the upper. Are you following this? So let's get pragmatic with it. I can't just say, I buy the spirit of poverty in your life. If I buy spirit of poverty and you say, my lifetime goal is to be an Okada rider in Abuliadu. I've released grace, but you will gracefully. <laughs> Maybe you have more motorcycles, but that's it. Lack of good education. So people finish with first class in Nigeria and they still struggle to get jobs. Then you now say you have a dream not to go to university. Can you dream again? In Nigeria. You said Bill Gates. Bill Gates did not go to school. How about that? <laughs> oh. Do you have social security number? Even your security's number is called Medad. He may dad, he may not guard. <laughs> That's something many of us, you know, when you, you've not expressed anything, things, you'd be saying rubbish. I remember when I was a little kid, I, I remember this question from my mom. You know, you watch all this um, first blood, you see all that stuff, Terminator, you see all that uh, Jet Li and Jackie Chan and all those guys. Snake and monkey shadow. So you know what I told my mom? This is bomb blast. You see, uh, what's his name? Arnold Schwarzenegger jump out in the slow motion. People don't fall in slow motion in real life. Looks so very <laughs> enduring. So I said to my mom, I said, Mommy, I would like to see war. <laughs> she said, What? Say, better pray not to see war. So she began telling me about the Biafra war and how people were begging for urine. Not for fertilizer, says ammonia. <laughs> They were in harmony with ammonia. Harmonium. War. So war and conflict can make a billionaire Israelia. Weather and climatic change. By the way, when you see a lot of the northerners coming to Africa, see, look at some say it's more complex than that. See, when what do you have to do with complex things? I've been teaching the leaders in the past and ministers. Ministry is not as simple. Human transformation is not as simple. 
You can't just give somebody, say, quote Psalm 91 three times a day. Use the word as medicine. Yes, use the word as medicine for your spirits. Some of those people are mentally sick. They, some people need psychiatrists. Some people need therapists. Some. Are you following me now? Pray, pray, pray. Before you know it, people are being killed with domestic violence and, and prophetic assaults. Set your hand into the fire. Say, I'm the fire of God. I will not burn. Don't let me say fire should burn people, but we must preach the whole counsel of the word of God. Just, just quote the Bible. Just say, say I'm the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Meanwhile, the boy is fornicating up and down. Who need help? He needs a re-engineering of his system. Are you following what I'm saying? Paul said that God may present you Holy Spirit, soul, and body. We just do surface because it's simpler to do surface. It's simpler to do a show. But when you have to engage the rigors and the complexities of human life and backgrounds and textures of belief and theological misappropriation, then that's a lot of work. And it takes time. Thank God God is willing to take his time on you. So when you see a lot of migration from the north to the south, you see I've been on every street now, there's somebody who cannot speak English. Wait for me, wait for me. Upon no. Don't let me say anything. They don't understand what you're saying. They just be nodding. You want to buy gala or whatever in traffic. Bring them, bring them. How much? Oh no. You're you in the same country. Now what is happening is there is weather, there's deforestation happening. The weather is changing from Chad and Nigeria. So they have to migrate by natural selection. Now somebody goes, what are we going to do? It's what should have been done because for 20 or 30 years there's a water board that has been floating money. They've been in the budget collecting billions to plant trees. But because they don't live in Nigeria probably or Niger State or where's that? where are those places? They pocket the money. Now 20, 30 years later, children who didn't go to school and only speak Kaunese, that's cow language, they are now coming to encroach on Lagos. So almost everywhere in Lagos now, there's a stick carrying, goro, chewing. Look at somebody say, if you don't deal with the poverty around you, you might become the poverty close to you. Tell somebody, tell somebody that. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not joking with poverty any longer. Please tell your brother you're saying to the side, but say, don't play with it, don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play. Hey. I need to run. So they incentivize this boy and say, Flinty flans for you. Flinty, flinty flans. <laughs> they just give them money. Now, to somebody who has to walk two miles to fetch water, you know those stories your grandfather used to tell you. When I was age, I used to wear walk barefoot and walk two miles. Do you know some people in your age are still doing it in the north? So if they have to walk two kilometers to find water. And somebody comes and says, I'm giving you 50,000 naira. 
to go and throw a bomb. You think they will think? You think they think? You think they can think? There's no thinking. Because in Africa, in Lagos, you have think tank. They didn't have tank. Because there's no water to put in the tank. So you have stink tank. Stink stank. And it's around you. They are around you. God forbid that there's a token thing. Listen, they're more cohesive than any other tribe in this place. And they always listen to radio. So one activation, boom. And all this, my money, my money, my wealth, my church, my building, my, all that stuff. It's happened in different countries of the world before. Go and ask what's happening in Pakistan right now. Now the world has moved on. Have we? Two or three months ago. Say, ah, they've stopped them from listening to music. They've stopped women from traveling. Are you hearing anything? Because the world moves on. Look at your neighbor. Say, please, oh. I don't want to. <laughs> Look at him. Say, please, I don't want to wipe your poop. In Yoruba, is me only a fat bell. That means I don't want to clean your mess, y'all. Okay, look at him and say, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, that's all. <laughs> Social injustice. That's, that's the disparity between the rich and the poor, and how the rich can act as if it doesn't concern them. There's a placard I'm hoping will not come to pass in Nigeria. I'm praying. I'm particularly concerned about next year, so let's pray about next year. God told me some things. I'm not allowed. I'm, I'm not sure I'm allowed to say them in public yet. I was praying. God told me some things. But just pray. So I say, prayer is prayer. Let me tell you, when your social justice system has fallen, you need spiritual justice. I, I feel it's prayer that has kept the nation. If there is a nation. It's a... Is a I just feel like God is as a ah what's it Daru? God please please glue glue oh yeah in Jamaica two buckets of glue pour it in <laughs> I know we're laughing but y'all <laughs> do you, wait look at your life now is this life young boy you look like you are forty six you are twenty seven why you have used ten years to put pen and record. You know, I'm sorry if you love Yoruba today, but because when it gets deep, it's only Yoruba that can something like express Emiatifebo. The phone is about to collapse. Phone say, oh, oh, introduce me your gym instructor, Jim K. Me that police stop my biceps are growing. Rent. You didn't kill anybody. They say five hundred thousand. Why? For one room. Carrying water, carrying water. Then <laughs> the keg has, is leaking. The person that sold it has punctured it. Poured all over the place. You get upstairs. Half the keg is what's there. Is could that be life? That's life. Then you are angry, angry, you are going.
water, lack of infrastructure, lack of government support, lack of, of this one, this one. Do you know that there's an education fund that's supposed to cater to both people who are doing very well and indigent students? Do you know? If you know how many benefits somebody is stashing up in Switzerland, it's just that the Bible says we should not be cursing. I won't have cursed anyway. I'd have just used some strong words. Government support. You have an idea. And you have to beg people. And bribe people. To implement something that will help the nation. Like you want to fix the Ramadan now. Don't fix the limits. Because they want to be stealing the money. Lack of good health care, high costs. Now, let me just say this before I show you God's response to these things. And God's response, damn it, is not just futuristic. God has already responded to all of them. When the Holy Spirit was showing me, I was like, wow, wow. I was just saying, wow, wow, wow. I'll show you. Before we go there, what it means, precious people of God, is anytime you are condoning this, or entertaining this, or excusing this, you are contributing to the poverty of a life. If you don't have a job and you don't create one or join someone as an intern or partner with someone who's creating something and you become their salesperson or their sales rep or their telemarketer or their in-between person, you don't have to be making clothes to make money from clothes. Hope you know. If I see you on WhatsApp doing serial studies and saying I need 5,000 there because on WhatsApp you can have digital billboards for your friends products I don't have a job create one I don't have a job I've been looking and looking and looking partner with somebody they may not pay you what you think you deserve but they are going to help you not to be an active contributor to the poverty in the land. Because whenever you are not productive, that means you are consuming. Whenever you are consuming, you are extracting scarce resources. Which makes you a user and at some point you might either become an abuser or be subject to one. Lack of good education. My wife and I were still paying for courses this year. Different courses. So it doesn't have to be BSc. It doesn't have to be MSc. Some people, their favorite courses, Hennessy. 
But education means the progressive introduction of knowledge and understanding to activate hidden abilities and hidden opportunities. That's what education is. So it doesn't have to be within the falls of a... But some people are not on Coursera. They're just in Coursera, Sarah. What will be, will be. Some people are not on EDX. They're just focusing on their EX. Some people are not in LinkedIn learning. Even though they are LinkedIn, they're not learning. So everybody's stable now. Some people are on Facebook, but they can't even face their book. Educate yourself. Don't just say, don't say, Pastor, prophesy. Papa, prophesy. Prophesy. You now put pressure on men of God who will then invent prophecies in some cases. But God never said, I see you. I looked at your beard. I saw the shaped M. There's some money, some money, some money. Amen. See, eh? when God will open the gates of Nigeria. Oh, Lord. Call phone number. Whose phone number is? Zero is zero is zero. Is Zero nine zero mm, seven angel, make it clear. Use marker, use marker. Angels apply, put a marker on it. Like you show white people wisdom. Now, I would always say, not every prophetic word is false or fake, but let me tell you, some people's prophetic ministry in a hustle. Since they have known where the market is. Since they know. A teaching meeting, 500 people. Prayer meeting, prayer for the world, nations, intercessions, liberals, groanings, 10 people. Personal need meeting, thousands of people. That lets you know that selfishness is not the cure for poverty. If it was, we have enough selfish billionaires that should have upgraded the country. So the meeting of your personal needs is not the entirety of God's agenda. It cannot be. I can't even finish my message, but it's all right. Uh, so, all of this. So, warfare, conflict. If you fight, make sure you're a winner. Because every time you're defeated, you lose something. The spoils of war. When we do the message on... Because I want to show you income models and income patterns. And I need to show you that because... And I'm still thinking about it. I show you my income patterns and my income models or streams. Because, you know, sometimes we make it look very, very... You know... The Lord just blesses me. I, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how I just... Guy, I'm selling book. Selling t-shirts. I'm training corporates. I have coaching clients. I get gifts. Do you understand? So I, I don't know, but man, 
you you all in the blessed house. Your pastor is a blessed man. I, I don't know why God loves me so much, but Ben is Uto. I'll tell you, I get gifts. That's actually a major source of my income, but it's not the only source because you don't regulate the rhythm of gifts. If you have to regulate prophets' offering, you become manipulative. You see, that's when you wake up in the morning, who can I call today to give a word? Prayer. You now start prayerizing. And, and ah, this guy met him at MM2. Maybe it's also MM2, Mumu2. And that day he was complaining about his wife. Let me invent a word about his wife. Kamish. <laughs> Hustle? Sorcery as well. You become an alchemist. So you can either use coracoroidlas, like people who go and check the face. You, they invite a guest minister to speak somewhere in the church. They'll go to the Facebook accounts. An Instagram account of the pastor. Check the church members and how well they are doing and who has what and whatever. Cram and memorize their numbers. Now, again, it's not everybody that is doing this. But trust me, this one is a very common practice. This, I'm not telling you, Bobo. I know many things I'm not allowed to say. But I need to warn you because you're my sheep. I'm not the prophet to the body of Christ. But I am the prophet to this house. They'll cram it. And when they see the sister in all of her glory, they have seen her. Our last three posts was heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak. Call her Kuni Dafwe, Kuni Dafwe. On the, on the WhatsApp story or whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, they'll use not their own account because they have to be distanced from it. They'll either use junior prophets. <laughs> and say, oh, I see, I hear a caller here. That color is bitter. It's like bitter color. Bitter color. There is somebody here. A color broke your heart. In a color bar. <laughs> what would she do? <laughs> and you know, Africa sensation. Once somebody starts crying. Ah! Minstrel, give me, I'm not alone. I'm not. (laughs) They'll mix it. They'll give one hill song, emotional, or one one Sinatra song, or one Prosper. You know, those. (laughs) Please, I'm not impressed. I beg. Shine your eyes. Some of you, if you know how much you have given to. So what's God's response to this? Because, see, if this is what causes poverty, it means, pray from now till kingdom come. If these things are prevalent in a life, or close enough to a life, the person will have momentary breakthroughs, but not complete relief. As long as they're in a nation, the person, the nation will have moments of prosperity, but not a system of prosperity. But you know what? When I read this, oh God, you love this. I hope you will. God told me, <laughs> God told me that he had already sorted out all these things before. That's his response. So essentially, I was just like, wow, wow, wow. He said, I'm bringing Israel out of Egypt. 
They encountered all of this and sorted them out. Give me that slide. When they left Egypt, they left good jobs. There was no growth. God created new jobs in the wilderness. Bezalel had a job. The Levites had a job. The priests had a job. For them to have animals for sacrifices, that means they were shepherds. For them to be fruit, first fruits, that means they were farmers. Are you getting that? Lack of good education. He created a training system based on their skills on the Torah. He said, teach your children. Teach them the word. Teach them the school. There was a Levitical priesthood. There was order. There were measurements. That's if you were intelligent to measure, to build. Warfare and conflict. He gave them victory in every battle and gave them the spoils, not the souls. The spoils of war. By the way, one of the big income earners for Bible patriarchs were war. Give the spoils of war. Weather and climate change. He gave them a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So that even though the climate and the weather of the environment did not change, he created a personal weather. I've taught you before that you may not leave Nigeria but create kingdom in Nigeria. That's the portion principle. It's the wisdom of God for portion. That before you are able to proliferate the beauty of Eden across the earth, there must be a witness in your own space. Are you following that? Social injustice. What social injustice? Where you're oppressing the poor, not taking care of the weak, the strangers, the orphans, and the widows. What did God do? He created a social justice system by giving to the poor. He said, if you are rich and you have land and wealth, go take everything. That's the story of Ruth, Oprah, Naomi, and Boaz. Leave some on the side. That means a poor person cannot really help another poor person. Except to help him become poor. Are you following this? Lack of infrastructure. No roads. No way. What did he do? He made ways in the wilderness and he taught them to build assets. Are you following this now? This was God's response. He didn't say, No way, say, No way, no way, no way, no way, no way, no way, I drown, I drown, drown. That's what some people are saying. I don't have the solution of Nigeria, so let me not do anything. No, what's God's response to his people? What's God's response? Lack of government support. What did he back them up with? He backed them with the greatest government ever. The U.S. government will see the U.S. citizen in danger and fly in there. When God sees a child in trouble, he flies in there. He shall cast angels charge over you, lest you dash your foot against the stone. He rebuked kings on their behalf, saying to them, Touch not my anointed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I do my prophet no, no harm. What it means is, regardless of what's happening in Nigeria, there is a kingdom privilege, a kingdom asset, a kingdom family, a kingdom provision for your life and you must believe it I see anybody who believes that what's happening around us will have to happen with me I see anybody who believes that God has a benevolent response to what to God what you're going through let me go to three to five people and tell them I'm waving poverty goodbye Enough to be 
our parents, they must have her- had herbs and uh, potions and matches uh, and all those kind of things. God said, okay, but you don't have health care, no problem. Make a bronze serpent. Do you realize that the bronze serpent on the cross is still the medical symbol today? Where did it come from? God's healthcare system. I don't know who this one is for, but you will come through poverty no longer. You will not have poverty by angels who cross you free. you're going to see, he said, you'll be the rebuilder of waste cities. But how will you build cities when you can't pay your rent? City core. Manchester. Lack of good healthcare. High costs. Perhaps God was showing them a point. He said, anything you want, I'll give you more than you need. Why was he trying to show them that? Bray was trying to tell them something. You don't have anything, but I have everything. And even though you are in a phase of your evolution as a nation, where you don't have surrounding assets, I am your assets. I am your gold. I am your resource. The first level of wealth is the wealth of the knowledge of God. This is the wealth that makes you truly free. This is the wealth that makes you know if God says give a million naira, you are not sweating. Because it was God that gave it, and if God needs it, please, sir, can you have it? Because if people have 10 million, but God cannot even talk to me about a hundred thousand for somebody or something, is is you know, the person maybe just start getting 300,000. God says, Go and give Tinu, he led worship powerfully. I would so 20 came to his life. Debate that's a poor person, and I'm, I'm negotiating with the Holy Spirit. See your mouth. Give them some plots. Water from the rock. Boom. Bread. 
crawl and Manah, boom, everything they needed on the way to the promised land. Are you getting that? Before you enter into the promise, God will even just give you some kingdom benefits, surely, just for some finesse and happiness. But don't get for lack for the night. You get for lack already before all life long and put a ring on it. So you can lamp on it. Are you seeing this now? So he said, if they obey and serve, a lot of people are serving, but are they obeying? Yeah. You know, some people will be like, oh, my my service is my is my gift to God. Offering, I know they give. Prophet offering, never, it doesn't even register. What's that? Who's that? Jesus is my prophet. Arms to the poor, to the dust. Spontaneous acts of instruction. They don't hear it. They can't say, God, you have to put me on schedule. Say, God, I'm a very organized person. They're going to tell me to sow into anybody's life. Let me know three months ahead. Why are you saying, ah, have you not done it before? You don't use those words, but your attitude, you're stalling, you're, you're, somebody shout poverty. Bye. Bye. I need to read a couple of scriptures to you. Does this make sense? He did all of this to show them what's available. And then the building of the cities and nationhood was now going to be a partnership. This is the reason if a church wants to change any nation, number one, there's no one church that can do it. Because it says you shall, when I say you shall, I was talking about the nation of Israel. I was not talking about an individual. So when it says Cyrus, my anointed, whose hands have held, right? What Cyrus going to do? He's going to release the treasures but it's not going to be the one kind of pump on his head and the brick and go and lay. Nehemiah was not going to do it by himself. Nation building has never carried. That's why you can. Nigeria has some of the most anointed men of God. Some. But let's look two kilometers close to where our big stations are. In some cases, less. Because it's not just a singular anointing that transforms a territory. A singular anointing can break through a territory but it can build it. Why? It is a let us matter. God is big on fellowship. God is big on unity. God is big on togetherness. This is the reason what's God's program for the poor? God's program for the poor is the rich believer. It says, uh, can, can I read a few verses? Oh Lord help me. Let's read a few. Just remain standing so I know we're about to be done. Let me just show you a couple of things. You know Jesus said the poor you always have with you. But you know he never said you must be the poor amongst you. But by divine knowledge he knows. Some people will never get it. Some people, their personality, some people are lazy. Some people are slow. Some people are distracted. Some people are dealing with generations of struggles. It's going to take the, the whole generation that they are to reverse the damage that two generations are done. By the way, there are about six different kinds of poverty. I'm not sure I have time to touch on that. But Deuteronomy chapter 15, 7 to 11. Go there, media, real quick. I like the way it says this here. It said, if there is among you, somebody say if. 
Where? Where? A poor man of your brethren. Where? Without any gates in where? Which land? The promised land. So people can be in promise and be poor. You want to get in that? Lands don't change people. People change lands. So this land I said is flowing with what? Milk and honey. He says some people will see the milk and honey. I say where is it? Proclaim seeing eyes for this house. Minister Solomon, get ready. Pilan, get ready. Father Shadi, get ready. Wealth in the digital space, wealth in the tech space, wealth in the metaverse. Receive in the name of Jesus. Cooper, can you say it? Lando, God says, you are looking at the soil that he has. He says, there will still be some poor people there. So this message, listen to it 500 times. Some people will be like, eh, I understand, but be careful of anything that puts a bot on God's word to you. But, I understand, though. But, they put a bot on it. They mess on it. I hear about the poop and the principles of God. Never allow an exception become your area of concentration. And by the way, poverty and riches also it can be like some sins. Many of us have been through certain areas in our lives where we struggle with certain habits or tendencies. Most believers do go through that. And the Lord then reveals a dimension of the Christ and helps them outgrow that. One of the tricks that the enemy tries to play on you is that when you are in that struggle, the devil will convince you, maybe it's not bad. Or maybe this is how the Lord ordained it. Or maybe everybody is doing it. Right? So people, some people that the enemy trick and deceive, they build a theology around it. They, and they start preaching it as acceptable. That's what happens with wealth and poverty as well. Many believers who have not been able to crack the code of sufficiency will eventually now build a theology that was Jesus rich? Was Paul rich? Was any of the apostles rich? Are you an apostle? (laughs) Silver and gold I do not have. Acts chapter 4. But dude, in the last part of his life, I see Paul living in in a house on Malta. I don't know whether he built it or was gifted or was brought, but he, he was in the house. He said, these hands have ministered to all my needs. He said, I have not exerted on anybody. He said, even my right to certain collections, I give them up. When I was in prison, I collected. When I was out of prison, I was... Do you understand? Don't build a theology that is demon-sponsored. I'm not saying every believer is going to be wealthy. But what I know, you cannot convince me that God's ordination is for believers to be struggling and be begging and be asked. Let me tell you part of what I know. He said, he that is not able to take care of his house is worse than an infidel. God is raising that standard for man. And God cannot be outclassed by man. So if God cannot take care of his house, this is why you notice in most ministries, most progressive ministries that God-centered, a big giver leaves the church. Nothing spoiled. 
God has not left. God is not an infidel. Even though God is infidel. He said, if there is, within any gates of your land, the leaders know this, I have such a burden for you, for this house. Perhaps I want this house to be so prosperous. That's why I'm going, I'm going to teach you everything God allows me to teach you. I have over 10 income models. I'll tell you what they are if you want. It's not hidden. I just pray an angel brought hot yam inside. I opened, I saw dollars. from stock investment two years ago. I got it wasn't a lot of money. It was some tens of thousands this week. I want to teach you how to engage the wisdom of God. You don't have to start with 10. I've been earning practically for almost 20 years. So don't start with 10. Start with two or three before the end of the year. One active, two passive. Are you following don't make God look wicked. Say, God, I've been asking, I've been asking. God says, if they obey. In other words, there's a provision plan for the believer. Prayer does not deliver it. Prayer reveals it. Prayer reveals. It shows you where your spiritual DNA is, your prophetic lineage, the obediences, the graces, the practices, your personal disciplines. personal disciplines. So if God will say to you, your pastor needs to get this every month. Your father needs to get this every quarter. That one is, that's fellowship. And when you begin to do it that way, it's almost like a mystery. It's the mystery of godliness. Because God has looked at this place where he brought you inside. He said, this thing, they're looking at this nation that does not care about you. You, you broke our servitude. It's at night. He said, You shall not harden your heart nor shut your hand from your poor brother. Go to verse 11 because of time. You shall open your hand wide to him and willingly lend him. Look at this. You shall willingly lend him sufficient for his need, whatever he needs. Do you see what the Lord put here? Verse 8. Do you see what the Lord put there? Verse 8. You shall do what? In other words, God is still expecting that this poor person will generate enough to be able to pay back. I don't have to, let me close verse 11 for the poor will never cease from the land because some people even though they have heard now say no no let me just be giving me them some people are just irresponsible some people just like people to do all the work for them said so they will be there so but you shall open your hand wide to your brother to your poor and your needy in your land you see the second, the second place. He, didn't, he no longer puts whatever they need. 
So the first time someone comes to ask you for money, oh, I'm, I'm so hungry, I need 10,000 there. You can give them 10,000 there. Second time, you don't give them 10,000 there. You buy food for them. Or you order food for them. Because the food that is 10,000 naira that they ate and didn't give them intelligence to be able to. <laughs> Somebody shout bye bye poverty.